come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. It's the podcast that comes your way every Saturday, whether you're ready for it or not, in our quest for total world domination. We're coming like at that, you. I feel like that should have echoed. Total. Yeah. We can maybe put it in You can put it in there afterwards. Maybe an air horn after that, too. Please do. (laughs) Or we can just all say it at the same time, and it'd be even more, like, cosmically powerful. Well, we don't know what you're going to say, so we we cannot keep up with it. You want to try it again now that we're ready? Yeah. Because we have no idea. In our quest for total (laughs) world domination. That was lame. Lame. (laughs) So lame. May it never happen again. Uh, Well, so what we do here, if this is your first rodeo, we uh, watch a movie that's chosen round robin. So we usually don't only know the week before what we're going to watch. Then we sit down and we watch it. Then we crack a few beers and sit around a bar and talk about it for your listening pleasure. Who are the people that are going to be talking to you tonight? Michaela. John. Holly. And I'm Colin. We are collectively the Internet Radio Superstars. See, I think we should do it for that. No, too. I like that. Okay. Yeah, that was good. No. Uh, <laughs> well, tonight we watched a movie that was chosen by Colin. Colin, uh, what did we watch tonight? Tonight we watched the greatest movie ever made about a woman who has a 400 year old Indian medicine man growing on her neck. The Manitou. <laughs> it's it's Manitou. a short, a short list. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it's probably not wrong, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. that's very true. I think I'm I'm confident in making that statement. Yeah. Directed by uh, who? Uh, William William Gidler. Gidler? Gidler. Gidler? Do we know? Girdler. Girdler, yes. It's Girdler. Do we know Girdler. anything From... by Senor Girdler? Um, well, there's uh, there's probably two movies in his filmography that uh, are of note to horror fans. Grizzly. One is Grizzly. Oh, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. which is a Jaws knockoff about a great big grizzly bear a great big bear have any of you seen this movie because i haven't no i've not seen seen clips i've seen clips clips. yeah i've seen it but i don't remember much i've not seen the whole thing is christopher george in it that's all i want to know if i knew who that was oh okay i don't recall policeman in pieces i don't recall okay well anyway he made grizzly back in the when nature attacks uh subgenre was and it's a uh, golden age. Mm-hmm. This is the the second golden age that you guys are exploring on your yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, grizzly. Michaela's leading us through this summer. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's the seventies and nineties, man, for for all of it. Ooh, so grizzly could actually it show. Could. Up. Mm-hmm. Never know. It could. Um, he also directed the Black Exorcist movie called Abby uh, in nineteen seventy four. Oh. But the thing with Abby is, and I actually like I was uh, you know because I'm a, I've seen that poster like all my life, Abby, you know, um, but. Apparently, like it came out, and then Warner Brothers sued him. Like mm. it's the only one that they really went after, and like that movie has been—it's not available. Like it's they just will disappeared. not. Yeah, yeah. It's like Abby can never be shown. So if huh. you found now, it I want to watch it. I know, right? You can't tell me that because now I gotta <laughs> sure. watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Apparently. that looks—that's terrifying. Yeah. Let me see. Too close to the Exorcist. Oh, and they said. Yeah, looks... yeah, I know. Yeah, I've seen that image. Oh yeah, looks it's creepy. It's unsettling. It looks horrible. It's unsettling. Yeah. Ugh. And then uh, I guess uh, Gidler, after completing the Manitou, went out to scout his next movie, which was going to take place in the Philippines. Dying. He uh, was in a helicopter. Never it heard crashed. Um, oh. So he was, uh, I think, like thirty. Well, they heard one more thing from him, something like that, and he died. <laughs> yeah. So Damn. the Manitou is his final film. 
Wow. All right. But this is takes us back to 1978, since you were asking. Starring the great Tony Curtis. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, father of Jamie. Not being sarcastic. He's great. No, he is great. I he's love great. Tony yeah. Curtis. <laughs> which, is, which calls into question his uh, uh, starring role in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you told me that we're watching this, and you're like, Tony Curtis, like, what? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. So he he's in this movie, and it comes out in 78, the same year his daughter is starring in Halloween. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, because I keep on looking at him, like in this movie, I don't know if you were doing this, but I'm like looking at his face. And I'm like, do I see Jamie in there? Somewhere? That's what I, I was doing oh, no, I, once in a while. I, I a little bit. Any movie I watch of his, I'm constantly looking for Jamie. I I don't see it. No, Ever. See I see a little see, bit. Uh, uh, his, uh, I was going to say Vera Miles. That's not his mom. Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I see uh, a little bit. Sound like it hot, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does he look like? I mean, I've seen the movie, but it's been a long time. Does he look like Jamie Lee Curtis in drag? Mm, not really. Not really, no. no. I think she is just like the perfect combination of the both of them, that she doesn't look specifically like either one. Mm. Yeah, in my, catch, in my opinion. I didn't catch anything. I was just like, oh, no, I, I never, I never like, really nope. see it. Yeah. But well, I was also looking at his pants the whole time. So How come, Holly? They're very tight. Holy shit balls. Literally balls. <laughs> Literally balls. <laughs> they were they so were tight. Well, it is the 70s. Like, his full shirts on, were very this man tight could not full run on dick print. properly yeah. because his pants were so tight. They were usually lightly colored, which didn't yeah. help either. A lot full of white pants. on dick print. My yeah. God. So that's what the happens. 70s were an interesting and crazy time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. In like, fashion, if nothing The else. movies yeah. that now try to take place in the 1970s never go back and actually... Watch movies from the 1970s as they like a guide for their fans. They don't have yeah, gu- no, you, they don't have the guts to do full no, dick prints. No, <laughs> so your pants need to be three times tighter. Yeah, yeah. in order to fit in for a 70s. I feel like, like the, I feel like the nice guys had some pretty unflattering 70s costumes. Yes, that's true. The Russell nice Crowe looked did. like dog shit in that whole yeah. movie. Yeah, I think it's just Russell Crowe. <laughs> But that means it doesn't help, but but they had some 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 of those deep V shirts that Tony Curtis was wearing. He was wearing those all over that movie when he should not have been. Yeah, he missed a few buttons on every shirt he was wearing. I don't think they had them. I just don't think the shirt had them. It may have been they may have been made that way. The leather jackets over the deep V button down shirts. Yeah, I kind of tight white pants. I think I'm gonna try it this summer. Just gonna go for it. Just bring it back. Look, yep. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Uh, Tony Curtis in this movie plays a tarot card reader. Yep. Yeah. A con man. Harry's the name, say. tarot's the game. Yeah, and yeah. he spends his days in his bachelor pad reading tarot for little old ladies who come to visit. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie, it's a pretty sweet setup. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a pretty nice apartment, so he yeah. must be doing all right. Yeah. It's a nice apartment. He's got fish in a, a, a gas, gas tank. Station. A gas, yeah, a gas, gas station. station. Which yeah. is gas awesome. Pump. Gas, gas pump. pump. There it is. Yeah. Gas pump. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yep. Because it's the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You don't have a recliner. You have a dentist chair. Yeah. By the window. I mean, why yep. Not? Drink beer out of a wine glass. Dentist chair or like a salon chair? No, it was a dentist chair. It looked chair. like a dentist chair. Yeah. yeah. It was like an old school dentist Because it had chair. like that reclining back yeah. kind of feature yeah. to it. I just like the guy who's just like looking around going, what can we put fish in? <laughs> And he's just looking at everything. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, one of those old tube TVs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fish tank. I can put a fish in that. Yeah. God, console TVs. They're not in this movie, but they should have brought it back. In this movie, they did have a computer that, like, I don't know if it was a personal computer or what, a console in the doctor's office, which was full of all those magical, like, 1970s, just had a bunch of blinking lights. It just lights up. Yeah. Yeah. And you can read that. It was huge. He didn't have a TV, did he? He just had that that sweet stereo. Yeah, just stereo. Yeah, yeah. they're real. TVs dope those. stereo setup. 
It's pretty nice. The reel to reel tape player and Mm -hmm. the amplifier. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was stacked Mm -hmm. floor to ceiling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Tony Curtis has a problem. Or Harry Kriskin. What was his name? Raskin. Earskin. Earskin. Yeah. Earskin. Erskine? Erskine. Harry Erskine. 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 He's Erskine. But he's got a problem. There's enough gross skin in this movie. I don't need Erskine to be his name. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, His uh, ex-girlfriend, I think, right? Seems to be, yeah. Uh, What was her name? Karen. Karen, played by Susan Strasberg, Mm -hmm. who you will know, of course, as the daughter of Lee Strasberg, the guy who invented... The method, well, mm-hmm. he and two other people, but mm-hmm. method acting. Yep. Right. Yeah, didn't Stanislavski do it? He was so. No, I think they were. Wait, was he? Yeah, he got no, Stanislavski's uh, Tommy he's Wiseau. A... Like, that's the, that's the school think, of acting he studied. Uh, if yeah. I'm right, because, yeah, because it might be like there was a Stanislavski method mm-hmm. in school, and then yeah. it was like Strasberg, Stella Adler, and mm-hmm. somebody else came up yes. with the method. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Um, so anyway, so Susan plays uh, Karen. Karen. And she has this problem that a lot of people apparently don't, minor don't have. Small problem. A fetus is growing on her neck. Yeah. It's yeah. like the size of a softball when we first see it. It starts off gigantic yeah, and only gets like, bigger. This just uh, yeah. showed up three days, three ago. days ago. The doctors are all checking it out. They're like, eh, well, don't do, worry. Does it hurt? Well, not hurt. It moves. It's, it, moves, it settles it, in. It feels like someone's turning over in bed, is what she said. <laughs> yeah, it's very. Uh, everybody's very very calm, calm about, about it. it, especially because like my understanding is like of tumors and masses and stuff, especially when they're on your like neck and spine, is that can cause like paralysis and stuff. Sure. Like they can really it fuck with your nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. So, the fact that they're like. Mm, Mm, just it's fine. Yeah. Well, I think like regu- like real ones like grow in and out at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. But not this well, yeah. one. This one just kind of grows outward yeah. from her uh, still, her spine. Still, uh, not something you see every day, though. This is very <laughs> true, especially very the rate it's growing. Yeah, I would have killed for a uh, a yawning shot when it was little. Just you, you just a slow like zoom in on her shoulder, and then you just hear. <laughs> like stretch yeah. out as it settles into her neck. Why didn't we see like any silhouette of it moving in there? Some, been there were cool. no uh, special hand effects or guys on this yeah. thing. Like, yeah. Barely. What are you talking good about? Enough. There's like all sorts of. Crazy no, no, there stuff. is, but yeah. just not like in the uh, in the like small animatronic or like um, uh, like um, bladder effect. Yeah, like yeah. Where it's a pulse in it or like... something like that. Yeah, yeah. we like we that. never saw it move. Or yeah. do anything. Yeah, it, like breathed or something. It, like A little. Yeah, when it got bigger. Oh, when that. it was bigger. Yeah, yeah but when it was like when it was little. Size. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it gets bigger, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. Sure the does. Manitou grows. Well, okay. So how do we get to, like, I mean, so you got a woman. She's got a uh, a, a tumor, a, a fetus growing on her neck. It's, right? uh, it's not a tumor. She goes into the <laughs> hospital. Uh, the doctors are confounded. They uh, eventually say, like, well, you know, we're going to remove it. Oh, well, well, first of all, she has to, she's worried. So she gets back together with her old lover, Harry. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they go for a wonderful jaunt. Jaunt? Is that a good word? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it. For yeah. the all around travelogue, like, uh, exploration of San Francisco. Pure San Francisco. That's oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all over that place. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. go to the, uh, whatever the garden is that has that kind of Chinese. Uh, it's a Japanese garden, yeah. There you go. We go to the fish market, of yeah. course. Uh, We're on the uh, the trolleys and everything. Yeah, 
No, they, the cable they go cars. For dinner. Is it? Is this funny though? Because. They live in San Francisco, but they did all of the things that I did the one day I was in San Francisco. <laughs> this is the San Francisco movie. I mean, it really is like one of the, like, I mean, I know that there are movies set there, but this one was like, we're just going to go to all the tourist spots. Yeah. We're going to hit them all in this film. There was yeah. a really long helicopter shot of the Golden Gate Bridge, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With no one, no characters in that shot or anything, just no. like an establishing shot that went on for a really long time. They're showing yeah. it off. They go to the fish market. Fish are being, you know, beat up. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. They have that. some calamari or something. I don't know what the hell they did. Crab. Um, and then they spend the night together. And so that, of course, means that he is now invested in her well-being. Mm-hmm. Because while uh, she's sleeping, she utters a phrase. Panna. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Panawichi no. Salutu. I can't believe we don't remember. They said it like a million times. Panawichi yeah. Salutu? Salutu. Salutu. Panawichi Salutu. Yeah. That is not what it was. It was. Panawichi Salutu. Panawichi Salutu. Seriously? That's Panawichi what it was? Salutu. <laughs> yeah, that's the phrase. Because everyone's yelling Pana, but it's Panawichi Salutu. It sounds less like native when you say it, John. <laughs> well, uh, there's a reason for that. Uh, I'm very white. <laughs> so was she. <laughs> well, yeah. She was also possessed. All right, yeah. I am not. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Possessed by some kind of demon that's growing on her neck. So the uh, the doctors try to operate. Mm. This is unsuccessful. Yeah. Because somehow just by saying the magic words, Pana Witchy Salatu, you can force a doctor to cut his own uh, wrist. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but this, of course, leads, uh, so Harry... Well, this is one of the great like dialogue exchanges in the movie. I thought, like, I like thought it was hilarious. Uh, he has a uh, older client. This lady comes over to his house, mm-hmm. so he can do her uh, tarot card reading, mm-hmm. and uh, it escalates into like this comedy of errors or something. She's saying, "Paradise, salad too." He's trying to call the ambulance at the same time, and she goes out the door, floats down the hallway. And ends up uh, tumbling, careening, or jumping Kareen down good. the flight of stairs, destroying every single rung on this thing on the way down. Yeah. yeah. And dies. He goes to the doctor, and he's like, doctor, you're telling me, or what do you say? He said, I have a, my client. She flew down the stairs. Flew! And now you're telling me that Karen has a growth growing on her neck? <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, and uh, what does one have to do with the other? I don't like, know. Yep, it's but all, it's, it's fantastic. All, it's all connected. <laughs> uh, now I'm not totally familiar with the works of uh, Tony Curtis. Sure, uh, he, he do a lot of comedies. Uh, Sound like a lot, hot. Of, a lot of mm-hmm. care- well, aside from that, like he a was lot of a carefree, swashbuckler before a lot of carefree that. Comedies uh, in his. Well, day. I mean, it I, feels I, like he's got. That. I don't think Spartacus was a comedy. No, <laughs> he did not. a lot of sword and. <laughs> So, not sword and sandal, but like pirate movies and swashbuckling movies did a, and stuff. Him and Jack Lemmon did a couple movies. Together. It feels like there's a yeah. light, a light, yeah, dude's yeah, got no. no, a fuck ton of credits, man. Right. Yeah, he did do a lot of comedies. There's a lightness to his acting yeah. that is makes this movie very funny. Yeah, because I and, feel like it. He just brings that over to this. What do you mean, like, uh, like, like a like not a, taking it too serious? Right, or well, like a fifty. We, like he's just uh how to explain it? I don't know. There's just uh it's a natural comedy to the way he acts and delivers lines that doesn't um would you wouldn't naturally think of him for a movie like this. Let's right? just say that. Like That's he's what, not the his first star guy. must have been like on the decline when this you know, somebody says, Hey, you want to do the Manitou? Sure. And he said yes. 
because the premise is ridiculous. Right. And you have like the world's craziest dialogue that you have to say <laughs> all the time, all the way through the all movie. All the time, all the way through. Uh, and you have to make it believable and non-emergent, apparently, because a lot of shit happens in this movie where they just kind of play it off like, it's cool. It's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's got to go, like, try and figure out, like, what's actually happening to Mm -hmm. his girlfriend. Because, of course, modern medicine is not, like, you know, solving this at all. No. So you got to go to see uh, your old girlfriend slash, I guess she's not, you know, uh, mentor, right? Uh, Uh, Right. And she's, like, a um, medium, psychic medium. Yeah, it feels like they used to do, like, jobs together. Right. Like, they were, were, like, a team at one point. And conning people. Yeah. She taught him everything that he knows. Right. Like they were a team back in the day and used to pull this over on people, but there was some like some like foundation, some basis to it, something real, but they were using it for the uh, for monetary gain, you know, in the not serious way. Well, she works with her husband and they run a delightful shop (laughs) called uh, Marine Wares and Occult Things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I didn't see a single occult thing in that store. (laughs) Just the Marine Wares. No, in the back. That little table they were sitting at, there was like candles and incense and stuff behind them. Is that all it takes to be a cult? That was a big yes. store. It was a big store. A lot of fishing nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, you a lot got of your suits. They had the, I was say they had the steering wheels yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> What's that called? Right. I'm not, uh, haven't been on a boat in a while. Is it just a steering? No, it's got the a flagon. No, I'm sorry. We're totally ignorant. No. At the, you the, say you're at the, at like the helm. helm. Is it the helm? The helm's wheel. But, the helmsman. It's a it's a wheel. <laughs> There's a name it. for this, goddamn it! I know. I'm like, what is it called? None, none of us sail. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna come back to us yeah. like in a minute. Google boat steering wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you really you really need to Google boat steering wheels. <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to think of every Pirates of the Caribbean movie I ever saw. Right. The, uh, the jib. No, no, no that's, that's the, the thing. That's the thing. That's the, the thing. Yeah. yeah, with the sail. Yeah. Right, did the sail. Okay, well, it'll come to us. Or Michaela will Google it. I'm not having any luck so far. You Google that and nothing came up? Everyone's just like the wheel of a ship, a modern method called a steering wheel. Everyone's just calling it a steering wheel. wheel. So, I don't know. I feel like it has an old-timey name of some sort, Yeah, that's a different name for it. The captain's wheel. Google sailor jargon. definitely not it. (laughs) Sailor jargon. Well, they end up, uh, you know, I mean, because it's the 1970s, and the first thing that you think of is, we're going to hold a seance. Obviously. 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 Well, here's the thing about movie seances, right? Sure. Like, Because at this point, you have seen a lot of them. And so yeah. how do you grade whether a seance seen in a movie is any good? The color of the room has to change. Mm, yes. Is that a prerequisite? That has, that's, that's, that has to be a tonal shift. Yeah, that has yeah. to be the, that's the, your first hint that it's working. Right. Yeah, the lighting has to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least, if nothing else, it goes dark. It has right. to reach it a helps. climax and then a dramatic stop. Sure. It helps if the color changes. Yeah. As it does. In it this. goes green. It goes green. Yeah. Green is great. Yeah. Green or red. Well, the, Nowadays, it should go dark. The light fixture in the room will be affected in some way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the light bulbs will pop and flames yeah. will come up Or in instead. this case, a chandelier or will spin. Or if it's a candle, it'll yes, go right. out. Yeah. You know? Candles yeah, will go yeah. out. The most seasoned person in the situation has to be shocked by what's happening. Mm-hmm. Someone like, will I've never felt this yeah, before. Yeah. Someone <laughs> will, yeah. Someone will be possessed in some way. A window will come open. If you can yeah. build up to like the crazier yeah. the seance scene, the better. Kind yeah. of like the more nuts you can make it, and this one makes it pretty nuts. Someone coming out of a table. I mean, I appreciate that. I thought that was pretty cool. I liked it. I was curious how the effect worked. That was the yeah. way. What happened? 
a head came out of a table. Slowly yeah. rose up a, from a the middle of the table. A goopy head. Yeah, it was like tar covered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty cool effect where like somewhere in there they switched the table on it. But this is like a cool yeah. effects thing where like when they come into the room, there's a table. It has a black yeah. surface. It's like, a, it's like a marble slab in the mm-hmm. middle of a table. Yeah. And, and there's a planter sitting on it or something. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is also helps you sell, you know, it's a magic trick. And right? it eventually it becomes liquid, liquid. Yeah. Well, they take the, yeah. the planter is there to basically say that it's, it's solid. solid. Yeah. Right. Right. Take that off, do the seance. And during the seance, we replace the table yeah. with one that's full of tar. Mm-hmm. So we can bring up the, uh, the Manitou head mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. it just looks around a little bit and then it goes back. Yeah, so that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. Things possesses the. One it like woman it, or... yeah, it makes noises. It doesn't even say anything. Yeah, it just it makes uh, noises. And then it was... destroys a room. Did she yeah. do a Panna Witchy Salatu at that point? She said something. Remember. Yeah, I think she said Panna Witchy Salatu. Oh, of course, because I mean that's uh, yeah. That's our, that's our... We find yeah. the translation of this later when uh, after the the uh, the seance fails and windows explode and the chandeliers you know do all their thing. Yeah, it's like well we're gonna have to go text, talk to an expert, the guy who wrote the book. And that's Burgess Meredith. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Then we get our best, expo dump. Best scene, uh, best scene in the movie. <laughs> best, uh, one of the best scenes in the movie. I'm saying he he sold it. It's uh, he, was, <laughs> he fucking sold. It. I was like, I, be- I believe this guy is a crazy professor that wrote this book. I do I, I believe it. I really Very did. Believable. Makes, yeah. And it's funny that Burgess Meredith wasn't even acting. That was, no, that's no, what makes no, that better. wasn't acting at all. That no. was just how that guy but is. But God yeah. damn it, I believed it. Yeah. He makes yeah. some strange and e- extremely entertaining uh, acting choices. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. One of which was, I think, like in the middle of some kind of monologue. He's like, oh, pardon me. And then he'd say something, go over to a, a bookcase. They're like, oh, it's not here. And then come just back yeah. over. He's playing with wigs and shit. And you're like, what the fuck is happening here? And I believed it. <laughs> yes. That was the most believable yes. acting in this movie. You're telling me that uh, your friend has a 400-year-old medicine man growing on her neck? You don't need an anthropologist. You need a you psychologist. Need a psychologist. <laughs> I don't think that would help. No. Nope. Yeah. They make that jump, though. They make a lot of jumps in this mm-hmm. in this movie, if not in that moment, jump to jump to jump. You're saying this? But you're saying this? So we need this. Clearly, that like, means Whoa. that she's possessed. She's getting signals from... Uh, from uh, right. Yeah. From a... Uh, well, because he didn't know that it was an ancient uh, medicine man yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what he said, but yeah. She's being possessed, and it's sending her images. Like, how do you know this, Tony yeah. Curtis? Yeah. <laughs> Is he a real psychic? No. I don't know if that's supposed to be implied. He's been well, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of waiting for that, that shoe to drop, like that he actually does have the ability, because it kind of felt like they were going that direction, but they didn't actually get there. Yeah, they don't fully go for it. Like at by the end, I was assuming that he would like invoke some spirit himself and like actually be good at. Does. Yeah, kind of. Does he? Does he? I don't know if he does. Well, he's not, maybe I not think good it was, at it, but he is able to mm, somehow change. That was the computer. Oh, and then it kind of <laughs> switch, it switches to Karen at that point. Yeah. Karen's the one who kind was, of saves the day. That was all the computer. Yeah. It wasn't him. Like he's, he's a fraud. Much. What are you talking about? Okay, well, yeah, we're going to have to. Isn't hear. it kind of weird that Karen like is the person actually infected with this and seems to have the least amount of screen time in yeah. this movie? Yeah. She's, there's long stretches of this movie where she's not in it at all. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. And she makes the most of what she has, though. I will say. She creeped me out. Yeah? Oh, yeah. 
her being possessed, I was thoroughly creeped out. Especially that one point where like she's off the table and they're like, get her or she'll die. And she's just hanging out in the corner. With it's oh, when just, the lasers yeah. attack? Yeah. yeah. That scene, I was just like, holy shit. Like, I'm scared right now. She's, she's like, just creeped. She's sack on her back. Yeah, because she's just like... She's got features that will she can extend them and make herself look crazy. She's a big mouth. And she's she, got a big and mouth and it. wild eyes, and she used it very yeah. well. Creep me out. She's she got that like Julia Roberts type mouth that like when she opens her mouth, you can see all of her teeth at the same time, right? Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's like the last version of the vampire in Fright Night, but without the, all the big scary <laughs> teeth. That's how big her mouth was. Yeah, creepy, she's a cadaverous yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. creepy, too mouth. thin in the face. And then they, yeah, and then they altered her voice. In that, which I always want someone, I always want people to react more to like someone's voice, obviously turning demonic in real life, right? Because nobody ever seems to like. Yeah, I want to see Tony Curtis going like the way your voice sounds. (laughs) You can change the way you're to that though. Yeah, but like, like I feel like if you were actually in that situation in real life, you'd obviously think that person was just changing the way their voice sounds. Your your first thought wouldn't be, "Holy shit, they're possessed." Like, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, maybe, that's something that you could easily fake is what I'm maybe saying. Maybe like, so, but it was really creepy once, I mean, once they got to a certain point, I'd be like, something's weird. Uh, not right here. This <laughs> she is, doesn't uh, sound like herself. No. Yeah. Or anything that she's ever sounded like yeah. before. Well, I mean, you could end up with... Uh, I don't know. They know I'd be more concerned with the giant fetus on her back sure, at this let's, point. Let's, I mean, let's that just, say, just sounds let's like... Just say that nobody should be accepting the whole possession thing quite yet, I don't think. <laughs> Like, the doctors are very accepting. They're very, all, everyone's very, very accepting of everything that's like, happening. We tried to cut it off, and one of our doctors up, tr- tried to split his own wrists. Right. Nobody else tries it after that. They just sedate no. her. Mm-hmm. Then they are like, "Well, then we're going to use the laser, the optical yeah. laser, mm-hmm. which ends up going crazy." And like all seventies movies, lasers do yeah. starts burning up the entire operating room. <laughs> yeah. It's a great scene. Great scene. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So they're just like, fuck it, I'm out. I don't, no, no, no. What's Bridget Spare this? Uh, what's his suggestion? Dealing with the medicine man, you find another medicine man. Oh, yeah, fire with fire. There yeah. you go. I mean, this is how you do it. <laughs> you want us to burn her alive? And it's like, oh no, <laughs> find a medicine man. It's like, wait, what? What is he Maybe about? you should treat it like a tick, though. You know, like, maybe, maybe like hold some heat out. up next to it and see what happens. You know? Maybe radiation. It won't, it yeah, won't, I don't it know. won't allow it. <laughs> it's protecting itself. Wouldn't let a knife. Wouldn't let a laser. It's not gonna let fire get near it. Yeah, it's protecting itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's what's happening yeah. somehow. It's like reaching out. And... Yeah, yeah. This is a powerful, powerful magic. So he goes off to the wilds of South Dakota. <laughs> and apparently interviews five different Native American medicine man until he lands on John Singing Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who basically says, I don't do that anymore. Essentially. Yeah. Retire. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, let's go I'm just going to. That's basically that conversation. <laughs> I'm just going to hoe my oregano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of weeds this year. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. He did. Yeah. He did yeah. say that. He's just out there farming. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I mean, I get the kind of, you know, well, I mean, you can't go anywhere near reality with this movie, I suppose, because it's just no. batshit fucking crazy. No. But I get the idea that, like, what they're setting up there is like, so basically, it's like, you know, there's something wrong with your girlfriend. Your girlfriend has something on her back. But, I'm, you know, this is a powerful, if somebody can actually grow themselves back to life on somebody's back, mm-hmm. this is super powerful, and I might get killed. 
Yeah. And what's in it, you know, for like, what's, how is it worth me risking my life? He's a pack of cigarettes. He's asking all the right questions, basically. It's like, this is prison rules. It's like, all right, give me two packs of cigarettes and I'll help Which you for out. a guy who's retired and doesn't do that anymore, it's a pretty low low price. And, and, a, and a large donation <laughs> yeah, to say, Native to, American children education. Yes, $100,000. Which, which in we'd never see actually happen, right. so we yeah, don't know that that happened. Is it assumed that it did? I mean, Tony Curtis doesn't look like he has that kind of money. I, nope. think, I think they were relying on the rich aunt. Uh, yeah. They the didn't. There is. The, the woman at the seance that we didn't know who she was, that was Karen's aunt that she lives with. She's rich. Oh, yeah, it took, oh, yeah. Okay. It, took, it took me a, it took me a hot minute, is? too. Okay. It took me a while. But yeah, that's okay. who it was. I wonder who yeah. that woman was. Because yeah. they bring this woman into the seance who hasn't been in the movie before. Yeah. Because we've got the, the medium, her husband. We got uh, Tony Curtis and this other woman. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Boom. Gotcha. I didn't even know catch that. And I've no. seen it twice. Yeah. Okay, no, I had no idea. Yeah. So she's going to pay off John singing. That's my guess. They never say that, but that's my guess. And it's, there's like, but... The end of the movie, we see Tony Curtis like as he's getting in a cab, hand him the pack of cigarettes. Yeah, and it's like, oh, don't forget, here's your payment. But we never actually hear about the hundred thousand yeah. dollars ever again. If the cab had stopped and he stuck in his head. I was like, hey, what about the hundred thousand dollars? And Tony just runs <laughs> off. He's like, ah. maybe that was paid up front, like to get probably him to go from uh, South Dakota to San Francisco. If he was smart, they wired the transfer or something it like that. Got paid money. up front, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because uh, all John Singer Rock wants for himself as payment is he's low on tobacco. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he wants some. He's tobacco. an honest man. He needs. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, he's not a good farmer or gardener, greens. so he needs to <laughs> just like. Why isn't he just growing tobacco? He said the weeds were bad this year, Holly. That's true. Out there with his hoe. That's true. Hoeing the same spot for the whole scene. Yeah. That was some bad prop work, man. That actor that could not bad, do two things at once. No, and that I, was bad coverage. And bad at it. Yeah, I was like, and I noticed they never actually showed his garden because they didn't actually plant. They one. showed like a close up of the same spot of he was hoeing plant. twice. Yeah. They the showed same one plant. Yeah. yeah, 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 and the dirt. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, a, lot a lot of dirt. dirt. It sounded kind of rocky. It's, early, hey, it's right. early in the season. All right, he's planting. It's not growing yet. Give well, uh, John Singing Rock is played by uh, Michael Ansara, who you Star Trek fans may know because he played was it General Kang, Commander Kang. He was a character on apparently three different Star Trek series, oh. starting with the original one oh. in the really? 60s. And then I think he was on Next Generation and huh. possibly Deep Space Nine or Voyager. Voyager. Mm -hmm. He was Dang. also, uh, I remember him, he was a character called Kane in a show called Buck Rogers in the 25th century with Gil oh, Gerard. Yeah. Right? Okay. That was the one that had the little robot that went beat, 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 right? Mm -hmm. What's up, Buck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was also recently, before his death, uh, the voice of Mr. Freeze in the Batman animated movies and ah, TV show. All right. All right. Yeah, he's got so a, quite I a history am, there. So I am unfamiliar with any of his work. Yeah. Oh, uh, even of, the Star Trek stuff? I'm yeah, watching yeah, a lot I've, of Star I Trek. Not, I have not. I have not watched one second of I've Star Trek. I've heard mention of Kang. I have not seen him lately. I've seen yeah. the new movies. That's about it. But surprise, he's Syrian. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, okay. He's a Syrian actor. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, but I mean, he pulled off. I mean, that's the beauty of acting, right? I was like, sure. I totally believe that this guy knew what he was talking about. Yeah, coming in and he's going to save the uh, day. I don't. I don't think I, I did because he seemed pretty know. shitty at his job. <laughs> I don't know if I believed that. I well, mean, he was leaving out key things, key bits of information that could have helped yeah. people along the way. I think 
Hey, Not seemed, the greatest. To me, he seemed about as reliable as fucking John Redcorn from King of the Hill. I was like, this might as well be that yeah, character just yeah, making he, shit up like, on the spot. His uh, I, The thing I liked about his character, I guess, was that he, you know, it's not so much like he's on, obviously like some kind of, you know, he's an honest guy who's like, you know, motivated by uh, altruism, right? It's like, well, this evil thing is happening and I got to do it because that's just the kind of person that I am. Mm-hmm. But once he actually gets in there, it's like he seems like that he knows that he's overmatched. But I mean, I suppose that's supposed to play to us like, well, this means that this thing that we haven't actually seen and can't really describe what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just like a thing on a girl's back mm-hmm. can yeah. somehow like, uh, you know, destroy the entire world, can undo the cosmos. When he was young and alive, he used to make mountains and cause rivers. And whatever. Yeah. But the rules he sets up contradict themselves right after he sets them up. It's so a, that's why it makes it seem like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like what? Uh, they have to put a salt. I don't know. He never really specifies what it is. A spice barrier. A, like, yeah, it is basically <laughs> uh, around the the Manitou. And he says, this does he calls say, into question okay. the technicalities of it. Like exactly. all the way around. Just halfway around because he doesn't do it. He just does it to the wall. He doesn't do it. Can the thing bust through the wall? Wait, are we explaining what we're talking about? Like, it takes place in a in a in a hospital room. Most of it's in a hospital because it's growing off Karen's back for most of the movie. Karen's in the hospital, slightly getting bigger as we keep. She's a hunchback now. She is. Yeah. Bed rest. Yeah. A giant sack on her back. I don't even know how she can turn her neck. I don't think you'd be able. That's why she was laying like that the whole time. She was like. Yeah, laying yep. with like her head twisted, and it has a very quiet, gentle birth, which was Ugh. weird. Uh, yeah, God, it didn't seem very painful for her, even though they said that she could probably die if it came yeah. out of her. And well, yeah, that was it his whole thing. It's like, it, she was fine. <laughs> yeah, I like the way that Burgess Meredith brought up the like, wait, you don't want to kill it. You imagine in a couple of days we could actually talk to a four hundred year old person. <laughs> I'm on his side because <laughs> if I'm anybody, I'm just like, well. I wouldn't have believed this to begin with, this whole story of sure. uh, a 400-year-old medicine man growing on someone's back and then being birthed. So I'd be like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to see this. It's like, I, I kind of want to your loved one, I suppose. Right. Well, yeah, as long as I'm not uh, uh, yeah. Tony Curtis in love with Karen and all that stuff and she's not someone I care for, I'd be like, this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to film this and uh, for science mm-hmm. and... Uh, but apparently I was the only one who had that idea because yeah, everyone's just like, we're not going to let anybody know about this. Uh, it's going to be us three, and uh, we're clearing the whole wing and of the an orderly uh, who doesn't know the danger he's in. Obviously, we're going to bring him in on this as well. Well, this is what you're talking orderly, about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that John Redcorn. Sorry, it's no nope. John, John Singer. Singer. <laughs> I'm sorry, I put that out there. <laughs> well, <he laughs> now leaves, we're all going to be saying it. He leaves certain things out in his description of what <laughs> yeah. this guy can do because at nope, you know, it's like you know, well, okay, the. the uh, they do like build a barrier around this is the idea. We're going to contain it with the magical uh, brick dust and salt, salt right. and paprika. Uh, mm-hmm. But they don't move. They're in a hospital room. They don't move the, the, the bed out from the wall. So they make kind of, it's not a circle. It's like a yeah, horseshoe. It's a horseshoe. Yeah. Like, how does that work? John? Yeah. I don't understand it. Apparently it's a magical wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Technicalities. And so the, the, the creature is birthed. In a scene, which as you said, is very gently. Of, it is like, very hands, gently hands and slow and quiet, and just he's, he's coming. It out. looks it's like performance art. It's, it's yeah, like right? it looked like performance it's like, art. It's if you like no the clone of Ripley being birthed in Alien Resurrection. Yeah, it's very oh, slow. I was very beautiful. I was gonna say it's 
It's like Ace Ventura 2 coming out of the rhino. <laughs> Even that was more rough. That was rough. more rough. Than that was more rough. You're right. You're right. And he's just like. This was like yeah. slowly tearing a plastic bag. Like, that's all it was. And yeah, this was not coming out of the anus. It was of the like, rhino. no. Yeah, it was like the orc coming out of the membrane. From yeah. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, kind of like that. Yeah. More, at least they that was like that was dirty. goopy. That was yeah. like muddy. Like too dry. <laughs> yeah. Know, yes. yes. There was no blood or, or anything. It looked like it looked like the sheet to the bed half the time versus her skin. Yeah. I was yeah, like, wait, yeah, what? No, Which part of more. me is kind of glad it wasn't more graphic because I was already grossed out. Uh, it should have been. If you're yeah. gonna go for it, put some. I know. I know that too. It didn't seem like it was very painful to her. It seemed like it should have been more painful than that. She was under the spell of Misquamacus. That's his name, apparently. Misquamacus. Yeah. Well, I mean, how how graphic can you get? You know what this movie's rated? What? PG? PG. Of course it is. (laughs) Really? Well, that's before PG-13 existed. Yeah. Yeah. Jaws is PG. Even though we kind of saw her boobs at the end? Yeah. 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 That's what they used to How do the, back in the day. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. what is it, Barbarella? Isn't oh, that rated yeah. like PG? There's lots of boobs in that that's movie. That's true. That's a good <laughs> point. Because they were just like, what do we do? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Howard the Duck, there's duck boobs in that. That's rated G, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's PG. Yeah, I remember that was a big deal mm-hmm. on the playground back when I was a kid. That like you know, see some duck, duck boobs. boobs. All these parents taking their kids to go hey. see yeah. PG oh. Howard the Duck. I got Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> It's got duck boobs it's like, in what, it. You, you got want? Star Wars and Howard the Duck. They're PG. I fucking they hate fine. Howard the Duck. I do too. Fuck that. Oh, movie. I hate that movie. I wait till next week. Oh, oh God. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So what we were talking about earlier is so basically that the the uh, the guy Misquamacus is birthed through her back, yes. and he's like a little Indian person or some little person wearing a lot of. Uh, prosthetics. Yes. He, yeah, he looks like a bad cosplay of darkness from Legend. Kind of. Kind yeah. of. He's got yeah. the contact lenses yeah. and always shot. In he's close red. Up, long like, streaming yeah. hair. He slithers across the floor after he's birthed, and it's really gross. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah, gross. Very true. Very gross. See, that's where they got the gross. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Where they got yeah. That was gross. Yeah. Yeah. And like, everyone seems to be pretty nonplussed by this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. they're like, all just watching in silence. This is yeah. kind of the moment of truth. They're just like, all right, what they said is actually happening, and well, a person, mm-hmm. for all they know, is being birthed out of the back of Karen. Well, yeah. you know, like they've had like three days to prepare for this. This is what I'm saying, Colin. <laughs> it's only been three days, and they've come to accept that a person is going to be birthed out of Karen's back uh, not just any person a 400 year old medicine, medicine man. man yeah yeah everybody's cool with this everybody's so cool with this yeah mm-hmm. and Apparently so they cool just have to contain his power yep you know because eventually his power will grow so because he's on like his fifth reincarnation out of eight once he hits eight then he quit he oh, can uh, on. Yeah. yeah yeah he can <laughs> join what was it i'm gonna he can this. bring the dude like gecko Manitou, yeah, Geico Manitou, something like that. The lizard demon? No, that was uh, no. This was like the like your Jehovah or your Jesus. Oh, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the main the super one. medicine, the big man. one, yeah. <laughs> the boss medicine yeah. man, yeah, 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 yeah the, fi- the final boss, Magi- yeah. <laughs> somebody Manitou, yeah, Gitchy Manitou, Gitchy, there it is, it's Gitchy Manitou. Manitou. You think I'm making this up? No, Gitchy Manitou. I really did think you were making that up. That is so so he gets birthed, and it, everyone's pretty cool with it. Like I said, they just yeah. put a guard to watch, who looks exactly like the orderly that just died. There's three guys. Well, uh, but let's talk here's about where the orderly. rules. Yeah, because the, the, I don't get. This is where I don't get the rules. So if as long as he's contained, he can't do anything. Yeah, 
That's not, that's true. not true. That's okay, not true. That just proves that in the <laughs> very not, next yeah, scene. Yeah, right. that's not true. And if he can't do anything and he's contained, why are we not just killing him then? Or taking right. care of it? Why are we just sit, Why are we waiting for it? Doesn't then? anyone have a gun? Have we yeah. tried that? They, they like, said we can't have the cops come and shoot guns at him because... The Manitou of the guns. The Manitou of the guns will... Well, he can so control. He can control them. But then what good is the circle doing? Yeah. What right. good is the circle doing? I say, right. I say let's can... give it a shot. It, it, you know? Yeah, it makes it no sense. Hurt. You could try. Yeah. So, you could well, try. What are they waiting for? I don't understand they, what they're waiting for. They think for. they have it covered. Uh-uh. They put, again, they put the orderly uh, station yeah, him wh- in the what, open door. What are we waiting for? What is the end game here? We don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It makes no sense. Well, it feels like... Okay, so I'm reaching. Right, it's mm-hmm. like the effort right. that they expel because basically uh, John Singing Rock is calling down the Manitou of the rain and the mountain and the wind to contain this thing, right? right? And that oh. takes so much effort that uh, basically they have to let the battery recharge again before they can go back in there. It's kind of like The Exorcist, right? Where you go into the room and you do the power of Christ right. compels you, then you got to go out in the Barrier hallway spell. and recharge. All right, we're spent. And then come back in. Yeah. But it plays like Michaela said. It's like, what the fuck are they waiting for? The little dude just sits there, like basically uh, comatose right. on the you? floor. And uh, so they leave a guy, an orderly, to watch after him. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the one who falls asleep, because when they come back to the room, like all of a sudden, dude has no Well, there's skin. one who's sitting like right next to the bed. That's the guy who That's has no guy. skin. That's the guy who's who, who ends up being skinned alive and, so, and thrown against the door and thrown against and and then so they come back, they all come back and it's like wait what happened and then Singing Rock is like ah oh, he must have enacted his spell of uh, uh of de-skinning people and she's like why didn't you tell us that before <laughs> skin right off yeah that was like uh... it's like you didn't tell us this was an option that he could just skin people this guy's a hack and he's running a scam on the scammers he's yeah. he's like the ultimate scammer I would not these be scammers. in the room at that point from then on yeah because I'd be like hey what else are you not saying he can do I'd be like okay we're not waiting anymore like now we're calling I would try and shoot him yeah yeah why not. Well, what, did we ex- ever explain what the hell a Manitou is? What is a Manitou? I don't know if I know. <laughs> it's, uh, um, nope, I'm not even going to try. Gone. I mean, the way he explains it, he's like, there's, he basically says there's a Manitou in everything. It's, it's like the spirit. soul. So, it's the spirit so it's like, of, of things. Like yeah. this beer bottle has a Manitou. Yeah. Apparently it's so. Like the energy According of ev- to them. It's like the energy of every object. Yeah. Which there is, that's go. where I'm like, kind of, huh? Yeah. But I mean, I get like, you know, every person has a spirit. Everything you is got an a aura, a spirit. Grown yeah. on your back. It's a but Holly, weren't you saying it's like atoms, though? Right. right. Like, the way like he said, made up the way it, he, yeah. he made it sound like is that everything was made up of Manitou. So everything is like, so he's saying like Manitou are essentially atoms. Everything is made up of atoms. Yeah. Yeah. I like everything has an energy. Even that beer bottle. There you go. Yeah. These microphones. Yeah. Manitous. You think we're joking, but I mean, Manitous. basically, this is what they're like, going I with. mean, this is how you save the world. Manitous. With, uh, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, At this point, I mean, is it just me or would you just leave? Like, I'd be like, I don't know. I'm, I think was, I'm out. All right. I think I'm this out. This was the question I had <laughs> yeah. while watching this movie. Would you rather, in this case of you knowing, uh, if you're Tony Curtis at this point, yeah. do you stick around because you want to see this happen and you want to, like, if you have an eyeball on it, you know yeah. where it is and everything. If yeah. you leave... You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to come after you. You don't know if it's going to get loose in the world. You might be like living in fear of it at that point. It's like maybe it gets loose and everything. At least at this point, you have eyeballs on it and you know where it is. True. I was trying to make that decision in my head. Like, which would mm-hmm. I rather do? Mm-hmm. Leave and yeah. just be in the darkness about it or know where it's at? Yeah. I might want to know where it's at considering well, yeah. this event. 
But considering John Singerak's not being honest with you about his capabilities and things like that, you're kind of a sitting duck by being there. Or he's being well, constantly would... surprised by like the things that it can do. But he know. wasn't surprised that? about the skinning thing. He was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Right. He wasn't surprised by that. He should that. be listing off things this is capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aside from, because he just goes with the general total destruction. destruction. Right. Total destruction. It's yeah. like, well, let's get to the minor things it can do first. Yeah. yeah. Does that just mean it can do anything? Right. Because it can do a whole lot, it turns like or it turns out. He, uh, the Manitou summons one of the great old ones at some point. Which uh, apparently is this lizard thing that attacks the doctor. It's like <laughs> it's a, a ghost lizard. Ghost lizard. Yeah, ghost it's a ghost lizard. Uh, he's able to reanimate the skinless dude mm. and bring him back to life. And then we have zombies in the movie. Yeah. yeah. This movie did keep on doing things that I was like, okay, it, we're doing this now. And for cool. some reason, the entire war- the entire wing was turned into fucking Hoth at one point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't see it that. All yeah. Turned yeah. No. Nice. Yeah. yeah. This is this is where we get to the point where like, wait, what you doing, Tony Curtis? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're walking down an ice hallway right now. Yeah, <laughs> towards a 400 year old yeah. medicine man. Who How's he it going? At some point, actually, is able to beat back by throwing a typewriter at him. Like the the nurse is frozen at the yeah. nurse's station, and the, the Manitou keeps on blasting yeah. everybody back with his psychic uh, power waves. Yeah, and he picks up a fucking typewriter, throws that at the Manitou, it explodes. Manitou yeah. cowers right. in fear, takes his typewriter, throws it at the Night King. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a callback to like? That that line earlier was like we have all this science and technology, and yet like evils in the form of like a four hundred year old thing, basically. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so you're saying <laughs> they connected a couple dots I in think this so. movie? Yeah. Isn't this like yeah. the in some way like underneath it, it's the you know pitting uh, ancient science versus nature, religion or uh, you know mythology against right. modern day religion versus science, science, basically. Yeah. Kinda. It's just the goofiest fucking way of going about this in the world. When they converge, yeah, throw a typewriter at it. Because I get like the Exorcist thing is, you know, Exorcist they take her to the, uh, you know, science and the doctors and yeah. like we can't do anything. The science is helpless in, in the face of this, right? And so then you have to turn to the occult, right? And this, it's like, well, we turn to the occult because that's what you do, but then it turns out like the science is, actually is somehow. A cult in itself, sure. And the you say power somehow the, wattage, the voltage. You say somehow because we don't know. Yeah, and they don't explain it. Well, they get to it out they get to the, the man, they get, get to the manatow the thing. Yeah, but it's not like he was like uh, channeling the manatow of the typewriter as he threw it at the. Mm-hmm. He was, but he didn't maybe know it. maybe he was, and he didn't know it. Yeah. You wouldn't know it from watching the movie. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we're figuring that out now. Yeah. Because it's mentioned later, and so we're just like retroactively going like, all right, fine, sure. Yeah, because at that point, I think uh, once he beats him with the typewriter, you know, whatever, they score some kind of victory <laughs> sure. with the typewriter, they're, you know, he's basically like, John, you should go home. You're out of this. You know, your face is all busted up. You should get out of here. Right. He threw uh, uh, implements, the surgery implements at your face Yeah. in order to escape. But then they figure out, like, this is how we're going to try and beat him. We're going to turn on all the power in the hospital at the same time. Mm-hmm. We can do that from this console over here, which I love that. It's great. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all connected good. to this. Super Nobody co- had that power in the 70s. Super computer. <laughs> but I love that they thought that way. <laughs> you, get, you have all this power. And how much of this stuff do you have? What stuff? Well, these computers and these electronic things that draw well, a lot of power. Well, I suppose a bunch, really. And uh, Yeah. But can you turn them all on at once? 
Well, yes, it feels can. like <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Star Trek lately. It feels like a very Star Trek divert the power from the. Yes, it feels like a very Star Trek way to defeat a problem. It's like, can we divert everything from the shields to this? And mm-hmm. if we can do that and focus it on this, we can destroy it. Have you have you been watching Next Generation? Yeah. Have you, have you noticed? It's mostly original Star Trek, which is what this feels like. I was going to yeah. say, like, I feel like Picard's way of getting out of, like, 30 to 40% of their problems is just going, come on. And, like, he just come on. This way out of my, and that's that, this movie. Right. This movie well, does that, too. That. This, this feels more like, let's... Maybe it's mostly because there's a lot of uh, uh, computer banks with just buttons that are flashing, yeah. which is very... Oh, they make oh, that sound, too. Yep, which is a very original Star Trek, so it feels like they're all just like, focus all the energy on here, and we can destroy it. That is what bombs. happens. It is. Like, literally. <laughs> yeah, Only lightning. They have to channel it through uh, John Singing Rock. That's well, so they, well, they try going through John Singing Rock. And how you do this, I don't know. How you channel? You just gotta go in there, man. You have to have like get into space because we end up in space. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. All right, which one of you? When Uh, we started this movie, saw that coming. No, I did not not. expect a hospital room to like. If you just if you (laughs) showed me the first scene in a in a in a snapshot, Mm -hmm. and then showed me that scene in a snapshot, I'd be like, I have to know how we get to here. (laughs) Mm -hmm, I have to know the journey that gets us to the void. The void, Karen. Manitou. That's yeah. right. Topless Karen in yeah. the bed, the Manitou off in the distance, and right. behind him, the great old the great I'd be like, Dion. this is going to yeah. be a journey, and I'm for it. Yeah. Was there a Let's reason there. it all turned to like Hoth? Did, 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 never did say. It, okay, I was like, did no. I miss something, say. or did no. it just, is he just flexing? Is he just like, look what yeah, I can so. do? Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> His power is growing. He is. He's yeah. just yeah. turning into an ice floor. Yeah. I like to think that he's like pulling the energy out of the atmosphere or something like that. He's getting really powerful in a really short amount of time. He really is. And That's he's not, a, but he's not growing. No. That is a better idea than what this movie wants or knows it can do. Yeah. That he's just pulling the energy. He's pulling everything oh, yeah. out of so it's sapping the energy around the yeah. environment around well, him the of things. Thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. Cold yeah. spots. Exactly. Of the I think yeah. that's a transference. Of- I mean, I'd like to think that's what they were thinking, but I don't know if they thought that far. Um, I mean, but, um, but you know what? If they thought of this, maybe they did think of that. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. If they thought well, of a 400 year old uh, medicine man being born out of someone's back. And who then wrote, ending up in space. Who wrote this movie? Well, this is the director was question. one of them. Uh, it was based on a novel. Oh boy! I want to know the what? differences. Oh boy! I think his name is Graham Masterson. I, I'm mm. not entirely sure. So Graham Something Masterson. Like so here's the thing about 1970s novels: the way people read these was <laughs> they were, they were on a rack at the airport, and you get on the airport and you read these things on a flight, and then you're done. You know, and that oh, still goes on today. That's still a thing. <laughs> still today. Yeah, it's called. Oh, no, it's, well, it's called David Baldacci. David Baldacci. Yeah. Some or Michael Crichton books are that too. Michael yeah. Crichton. You can still yeah. like Daniel Steele. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a bunch of Dan airport. Brown. Airport. Dan Brown is. <laughs> Dan Brown. He had one that kind of broke through everything else, but he's an airport novelist. I, Let's I'm, be real. I'm like 90% sure it's, there's a 30 Rock joke where with the pirate latitudes yeah. where Tracy Morgan says, that's the kind of book people read on planes. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. it's a thing. A, yeah. Yeah. It's a thing, and that's, and that's where it's at. Would you be surprised if I told oh, no. you that there is a series of the Manitou books, shut which up. include titles such shut as... Shut up. Oh, shit. The Manitou. Yes. The Revenge of the Manitou. Naturally. Of course. Burial. Oh, oh, that's burial? a good how, so, how do you know? So, so the revenge say, in Goa, wait, huh? Does it say burial, a Manitou novel? I don't know. <laughs> because that's what they would do now. It just says burial. Because you got to know it's connected. Manitou blood. Okay. Okay. Uh, blind panic. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> and Plague of the Manitou in 2015. So he's 2015? Been writing, yeah, Wait, is that the full title? Plague of the Manitou. Okay. No, uh, not in 20. It was no, written, no, written in 2015. No, that's what I was hoping. Plague of the Manitou in 2015 was I was what I was hoping like the whole a, title a was. A movie where they go to the future? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, he's been writing these novels oh, oh my god is for he still decades. alive yes he is because he's Jeez. interviewed on the blu-ray which wow. was put out recently by shout fact as it probably should have been. yeah apparently yeah. he started out his career like writing for penthouse or something like that don't they all yeah. it's very it's, strange when you start your career that early you're either writing for penthouse or you're making porn yeah that's so that's where yeah. you come from that's where everyone started yeah. making stuff it's because it it's just like... easier to like well, it was the 70s everybody yeah, that's what was, you do. You know, was a you're just trying thing. to learn the mechanics of filmmaking and who knows who cares what's happening in front of the camera yeah you're just trying to figure it it's, out. It's yeah, it's, it's much like everyone in this movie. We're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> Tony Curtis is just trying, trying to, figure to figure it out. It out. But this is like this whole a acting professional. Thing to... You know, like I guess that's what I was kind of surprised about. Like this is a professional movie. It cost three million dollars in 1978. Oh, it's expensive. That's, that's yeah. expensive. Seventy money. Is, looks uh, professional. It looks professional. We got a guy who's done other stuff. You got Burgess Meredith and Tony Curtis and Susan Strasberg and Stella Stevens. I think Playboy. She was in Playboy, but she was also. On a bunch of TV shows. With that name. She that was um, name. the medium. Oh, she was the medium? Allison, the medium. Still it's got music by the guy who did Amityville Horror and Dirty Harry, Lalo Schifrin. Okay. Schifrin? Yeah. I mean, so it's not like a cheap movie, No, no. Which surprised me. It doesn't feel cheap. Yeah. And they put all this together, put it out, because it was going to be as grisly as a... What did the, that poster that I posted say on... Uh, I put it on Facebook. It was like... In the grisly tradition of Alien, mm. the Manitou. Even though we tried mm. to figure out how that was possible, that that poster existed because the Manitou came out the year before Alien. But whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey man, it we're we're talking about time and space, you know, colliding here. <laughs> this movie ends in the void, and it raises all these questions. Yep. So, in the end of the movie, that's mm-hmm. right. In the void, somehow, uh, Karen now topless. Or, you know, gown that's how you that's how her. you gain your power. Apparently, you're going back to nature. This is a natural. Yes, state. she is the. Well, no, John tries to focus the power of the machines, Manitou, right? By calling out, "Machine Manitou of machines, hear me!" Very simple. <laughs> focus on me and kill the Manitou. If it was that simple, this whole time he's yeah, been sitting no, on that, huh? The, you are, there's no ancient words. Yeah. There's no nothing. Nope. It's just like machine Manitou. Yeah, listen, hear me. me. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Like these machines can hear. The, the he's kind of a dick for letting those other people die when he could have just been doing this <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Maybe he's the real villain of this movie. He might be. Tony Curtis should tricks. just have running mm-hmm. commentary, be like, "That's it. That's all you got to do." Mm-hmm. Isn't like, that what his part was? Basically, at this point? I think last, what we're doing, what, and now we're doing this, and this right. is happening. Okay, and we're taking. They reiterated it been more for comedic value. I think he could have done more. You know I what though? I feel. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of watching someone like watching an IT guy try to fix your computer. He tries several things until something works. Oh, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about this. Sure yeah. Which, yeah. Like, I don't know if this is going to work, but we're yeah. going to try this. And okay, we're going to try this. That is exactly like, the way I see that. And yeah. it ends up being, uh, oh, so you just unplugged it and plugged it back in? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. all you did? <laughs> yeah. That was okay. it? That's Tony Curtis's solution. That's right. Unplug right. it and plug it back in. He's but like, everyone, okay. but I I told that. Him, everyone told him, it's like, no, we got to bring in a professional. It's like, all right, fine, whatever. Oh, so it's working now? Okay, great. Great. Yeah. All right. You blew in the cartridge and it's fine now. Okay, fine. Yeah. So it turns out he can't actually unplug it and plug it back in because it's white men's magic, somehow computers. So Tony Curtis has to stand up and he's oh. able to focus the lightning, you know, to Karen. Sure. 
Yeah, and because he doesn't do much. He just kind of gets in and there it's and not, then it's goes not, to Karen. It's not because he has psychic powers. It's because love is the strongest. Strongest that. medicine. That's right. That's what they say. Damn That's straight. right. Yeah, the lesson of the movie. You're goddamn right. So she sits up in bed and zaps the thing. And this is the where the special effects budget pays off. Because she's shooting lasers out of her fingertips multiple times mm-hmm. with her hair all like... And this there's, is sort of frightening because it's not lightning charging her. This is a, uh, this is a scene. Fireballs are this throwing themselves everywhere. at the camera. This at is, her, this is back a lo- at... This back is a at, long scene. The void Tony explodes. <laughs> like it's going... It's all over the place. Oh yeah, we get 2001 yeah. at the end of this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. battle. Through the fucking Stargate. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. It's amazing. It is crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Well, thank God they take care of it because that va- that vanquishes yeah, both the man into and the great old one, the Destructor, right. or whatever the hell his name was. Yeah. The, the, the Destructor. Yeah, the Destructor, yeah. yeah. Well, what do you call something. Choose yeah, they, they the form a, of the Destructor. <laughs> it's basically just big cosmic eye. I keep calling him Manitou. It was, like, Ma- a, it was, it was like a black hole. Ooh, yeah. 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 yeah it was eyelid. like a black hole. Yeah. For someone who is like all powerful and can like tear apart the universe, he really only kind of affected the lives of like six people. Yeah, yeah, he was growing into- yeah, the scope of the movie right. was actually they, they kind of small off. considering they went to space. They yeah, cut him off before he can you know grow all powerful. Yeah, he was still he went to contained. He turned the office into space. How much more powerful yeah. do you get? I mean, you could turn the whole world into space. Yeah. We don't know that he didn't in that moment. Is, <laughs> and is then he's, they, yeah, they yeah. we don't know that he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Came back to reality. Well, they never really went through the door either into space, so they were never. It cost too much money, Colin. We already spent yeah, three million dollars. Someone float through space. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> On the green screen. Yeah. But her bed was still floating. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, she was uh, still possessed by the manatee. Still connected. This, is, oh, this, is, okay. this was uh, sure. Tony Curtis's motivation because you were like, you know, asking. At what point would you leave? But the whole yeah. thing is basically, in his point of view, he's got to save Karen. So he's staying until yeah. Karen lives or dies. I, le- I legitimately thought she was dead. She's such like a non-character in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, I she thought is, she was dead. They refer to her an awful lot, and they're very concerned about her. But right. like as a character in the movie, like she is absent. She's pretty tertiary. Yeah. She's- yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's it, right? I mean, they blow him up, and yeah. then can uh, we? Can they we? Um, the t- he gives a yeah, he gives him his cigarettes, and he's on his way. Here's back a pack to of South cigarettes. Dakota. They literally go back like nothing happened at the yeah. end of this movie. Yeah. Wow, it is yeah wild. Well, I mean, they shit. have to. How else? Are, how do you end up with that but, ending scene? But, There's multiple dead people in a hospital. They didn't call the cops. There's yeah. no witnesses. Like, to no, this I shit. get it. How else do you end it? Like, what else? Do you it do? is. <laughs> I'm just talking more about in the pace of the movie, though. It is a whiplash a for the audience. It is. Like how quickly it goes back. Even the music, it sounds like a straight up like sitcom ending. I was expecting that shit to freeze frame on the cab there. We, we don't even see you like get the curb from curb your enthusiasm yeah, music. Bum, bum, yeah. bum. <laughs> we don't even see Karen after she demolishes. Well, we don't. Well, we, we don't see, see her during the movie anyway. Yeah, she like, so hardly zaps it, and then we're just like, we don't see her afterwards. No. Yeah, because I know. I mean, well, that was do, her no, moment. They do because, hug her. Because her, like, it's all over, and he goes down. And he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I can't. I think yeah. she speaks for right, like yeah. the first yeah. time. You know, there is like, that. Yeah, her, her, the the sequels. Her dealing with her fucking PTSD in Revenge of the Manitou. <laughs> Why that movie was never made. Um, but let's let's oh, I mean, let's remind <laughs> everyone though that the real thing this ended on is a fact. A fact. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. A fact. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What was that fact? 
This that is on the screen. Back in 1969, a yeah. boy in Japan had a a tumor like this growing on him that they did eventually find that it contained a fetus. A fact. A fact. Mm-hmm. That means it's true. Gotta be true. Yeah. I mean, Gotta be true. If you say fact, that so. makes it true, right? Yeah. Obviously. You don't have to cite It's on screen. It's a fact. Fact. <laughs> Yeah. It was very Dwight Schrute. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to look this one up. Um, can uh, we... I am skeptical. I'm not going to put that much effort uh, into No. I believe them. Should, um, going with it. Should we end on the uh, tagline on this? Probably. What is it? Evil does not die. It waits to be reborn. Dun, dun, dun. I actually kind of like good. that. Yeah, I like, like it. that. Mm-hmm. It works mm-hmm. for this movie. Yeah. The, the Manitou. The Manitou. That's it. All right, I guess that's the Manitou. Uh, tell you what. So what we have been hedging our bets on, listener, is what we actually thought of the Manitou and whether we would recommend it to you. There's four people here. We're going to find out. I'm kind of curious. But first, before we get there, so stick with us, right? Before we get there, we're going to read some of your mail. And to do that, we're going to need to. And our mailman's name is Igor. Bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Thanks, Igor. He always looks kind of like a Manitou a little bit. Well, I mean, he's like four Manitou stacked on top of him. I was like, well, he does have a hump. Like, we can't deny it. Do you yeah. think there's anything in that? Oh, there's though? absolutely something. In yeah. <laughs> oh. I always thought he was just like pus filled, you know. Uh, I think but now I, we know. I think he eats it though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what put everybody over the line. All right, fine. That's great. No, I'm pretty sure he just grabs that shit off and eats it. Well, we should let. We people... don't feed him. What else is he gonna eat? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got a little straw that hooks to his back. Um, we should probably. I don't know when to eat while they're listening to this. <laughs> I hope you are. We should uh, tell people how they can get a hold of us, uh, and join in and you know Igor's mailbag uh, by writing it on Facebook, facebookcom Show. or possibly on Twitter at Sat Freak Show. Uh, by email Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. or on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, Muller Moral writes in. Oh, Welcome. That's a new name. And says, uh, could y'all review Roger Corman's Galaxy of Terror and Forbidden World, a.k.a. Mutant 1982? It's also the 40th anniversary of Alien, so this year, 2019, is the year to talk about Alien ripoffs. I would appreciate it. Thanks. Those yes. are great suggestions. Yeah. We did an Alien ripoff. It was called Shocking. Oh, God. <laughs> that doesn't fucking count. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just go back and listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I took I took a suggestion uh, to heart. Actually, I'm like that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. seen Alien a hundred fucking times. So let's watch the Alien ripoffs. So sure. I have been watching a lot of Alien ripoffs. Mm. Uh, about the Manitou, Andrew John writes in and says this movie is pure insanity. Mm. Maya Madsen writes in and says I'm not entirely sure how this movie even got made. It's more coherent than Zardoz, at least. I read the book twice and its sequels. Graham Masterson is off the chain. It is more coherent than Zardoz. And I mean, that's given the premise of the movie, that's saying a lot. It's more coherent than a lot of movies we've watched down here. Surprisingly. That is a good point. Even having like one of the most out there premise. Okay. Uh, Shaky subject matter writes in and says, I read the series. I saw... The Manitou, after Eight is Enough, one night on ABC, I was <laughs> blown away. He says, Eight of course, I was enough. like 10. How is this on <laughs> this ABC? This is on TV? It's a oh, yeah. oh, my God. showed up in the Sunday Night Movie or whatever. Oh. Um, 
Robin Lineman Silverberg writes in and says, I remember the book was great when I read it at 12 or 13. The movie, not so much. Man, everybody's read Everyone's read this book. Say, I'm really this proud of how amazing. many of you have read this book. Yeah, wow. It's great. Ooh, the Manitou. Uh, Ryan Handsome Jansen writes in and says, I'm going to have to watch this madness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Uh, Cobra can... Kumite Art. <laughs> That's a lot of everything in that name. <laughs> he writes in and says, awesome movie. And uh, Norman Myers writes in and says, my bu- my buddy Josh Waisley-Link, Waisley? Waisley-Link. Waisley-Link. There we go. Josh Waisley-Link did this character as a mask for his company Nightmare Force. What? what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks pretty cool. It goes it retails for 165 bucks. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nightmare Force uh, website. He has masks. And the man of two. Yeah. Um, about uh, last week's movie, which was Man's Best Friend, Josh Zemer writes in and says, I remember the teaser trailer for this movie played the How Much Is That Doggy in the Window song before you hear a blood-curdling scream. But years later, I remember watching this on the USA channel. The movie itself is very much a movie that feels like the 80s, but with 90s fashion mm-hmm. and 90s crappy hair. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, no pickles pictures. With the movie Aww. for this one. He wanted to sit this out because of the cruelty of it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I guess it is kind of a horror yeah. movie for dogs. So. He says, this is him taking a stand against the movie. Hi, Pickles. I'm sorry, Pickles. I didn't mean to offend. Oh, pickles. Oh my God. The foot over the face picture. That's a really... Baby. Um, well, let's we see weakness for animals if you had not uh, figured that out. Uh, shaky subject matter says, ah, I remember this one because when the dog was left at the junkyard and the guy started to torture him, my dad got pissed and yelled, turn the shit off now. Oh my yeah. God. That's a classic. What are you watching moment? Which parents, man, they have a knack for walking in at the exact wrong they, moment. Oh yeah. boy, they, do they. Is that their, Sean, do you have that superpower? <laughs> Can you um, do that? <laughs> I, I think I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm cutting it off at the pass. Like oh, I don't yeah. let him get to the point. Either that or I'm just allowing him to watch. Within reason, the stuff. We'll we'll check back in when he's a little older. I think it's when when he's able to, like, choose this shit on his own. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not, yeah. I think (laughs) we got a few more years before we get to that point. You got to let us know when you start. But I probably will be walking in and things going, what the fuck is this? You watching. Well, the upside is hopefully you'll have already seen it all before. You know what? Maybe. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. no, It's going to be more like, hey, I remember this. You shouldn't be watching it. My dad walked in the room when. I was watching Sex in the City and it was a very like mm-hmm. vulgar moment. And he's Sex. like, Is this the shit you watch? I'm like, Dad, I'm 23. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. You could be watching the most benign thing that has one scene yeah, that is questionable. True. It's it. true. And they will find they, will they find know. It. I Parents. swear they know. That is a parental superpower. Yeah. 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 It's know. true. Uh, well, about the previous week's movie, which was Lake Placid, mm. Michael Whitaker writes in and says, okay, so not, not exactly what you asked for, but the Discworld series of novels had a crocodile god called Offler. Oh, really? Interesting. Huh. What was the question? We, we, we were asking about what religions have alligators, because remember, they yeah, said, yeah. like, yeah. alligators are the most worshipped animal in the world. And we're like, nah. and like bullshit. Yeah. They're not, <laughs> actually. So, yeah. so, But there is a series of books where they're deities. Is I what like I'm the, getting oh, from that. I like gotcha. to know that, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That's, no, that's, uh, some, that's something. Yeah, yes. that that's more effort than that movie put into it. So <laughs> It's true. It's true. Uh, Sean Stiff writes in and says, I love Bridget Fonda and Point of No Return. Okay. Don't. Remember that? I don't. Movie. Yeah, I remember that, that remake of, of that uh, it was a remake of La Femme Nikita. The uh, French movie. Okay. Yeah, she was an assassin. Mm-hmm. I thought her last movie was after we 
did the episode. I'm like, was it Kiss of the Dragon? The no, idea. Movie? Um, no idea. G Money writes in. And he says, because I grew up in the VHS era, I always remember Bill Pullman from Serpent in the Rainbow and Brain Dead because of the covers. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, G-Money. Haven't heard from you. I know. I know. G-Money. Welcome back. Welcome back, G-Money. Yeah. Uh, Travis Legler writes in and says, you're full of description of the situation, sarcastic. <laughs> Everyone should just pu- start putting sarcastic at the end Sarc- of everything. That's a little in joke. Yeah, you got to listen to that oh, one. That's to know funny. That that's funny. That's uh, funny. Brent Zemecki writes in and says, "I love Lake Placid, and I'm not ashamed to say it." Add a boy. That's fine. Good for you. Yeah. Like what you like. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. No. That's way worse. No. You can like. Be like what you like. Uh, Everyone's got a kink. <laughs> uh well speaking of jwac <laughs> writes in and says watch the first five minutes of lake placid three the uncut version featuring roxanne pallet one of the most hated celebrities in britain at the moment definitely definitely not clean for the sci-fi channel wow we may have to take your word on that i'm, the I'm interested placid three well, I sh- three yeah. i wish you would have told us why we need to watch the first few minutes that well, well i'm assuming they want to it's watch got it. roxanne pallet in it She's I not mean, like a celebrity Big Brother kind of thing. She was on a soap opera, but apparently there's controversy right now because she said her co-star punched her, and then they played the video, and it's like did they actually? And yeah, so oh, she, interesting. Did you get into this? I was like, did you look at look I into might this? End up watching okay. in the beginning of Lake Placid Lake Three, Placid three yeah. but mm-hmm. not Lake Placid versus Anaconda. No, <laughs> the lake fighting a snake. Not the monster. Lake Not the monster. Snake. Just yeah. the lake itself. Ding, 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 ding. There it is. Well, Basin Voorhees writes in and says, at half speed, y'all sound a little booze. Entertaining, <laughs> if I must say. Only at half speed. He says, I'm at the introduction of the cast. Well, I slowed down. Okay, so. I, I'm pretty sure I've asked what we sound like on half speed before. <laughs> All right, we need a little backstory. Ryan. This is a previous uh, episode. Somebody wrote in and said that they right. listened to all their podcasts on ha- uh, one and a half one speed. And a half, yeah. One and a half speed. Except for us. They listen which, to us at normal speed. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that got screwed up in the translation or something because I said, we, you have to consume us at the speed of life. L-I-F-E. Yeah, that's your fault. Karate Warrior 2 <laughs> tried listening to us at half speed and he said, and I had to explain, <laughs> he's like, oh, now I get it. I thought you guys said, guys said speed of light. <laughs> this is all messed up. Just listen to us regular. <laughs> it's not important Just anymore. listen yeah. to us regular. We're better yeah. at regular. It's possible that you told speed. a bunch of people that you yeah, could that might be. Let's listen clear it up. to your podcast. At, Let's at, just clear it up now. Just listen to us regular and you'll, regular, you'll yeah. get it. Oh. It'll be fine. Uh, and then back uh, the the Rage Carry 2 episode. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, feline Fatal. Okay. Could be fatality yeah. Because there's an E on the end. Fatal. Fatal. Feline Fatal. Poison Ivy with Drew Barrymore is a cult classic. One of my favorite guilty pleasures. The mm-hmm. sequels did not even compare. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's because uh, yeah. the we director also right. of... Uh, right. Yeah, yeah we character. talked about the uh, that series. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for Thank writing in. Thank you for in. writing in. Thank you very much. That was a very full mailbag. That was a full mailbag. Yeah, I like well, when it's in That's what makes doing this worth We doing. love it. This is my favorite. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. So now we're going to go around the room and give you our final wrap-ups. We're going to let you know what we thought about tonight's movie. The Michaela! It's been a while since I've gone like that oh, volume yeah, yeah. for it. Figured I'd, I'd even, really go for yeah, it this we time. Had, we even had rage shots. <laughs> uh, Michaela, what did you think about tonight's movie, The Manitou? 
Uh, it makes no sense. <laughs> it has a lot of plot holes. How so? I'm just uh, there's a lot of plot yes, holes. Yes, please describe. <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> you're not here because you're expecting a iron tight plot, right? You know. I mean, the premise alone, you're kind of like, well, I've never heard of that before. So if you've never heard of it before, you kind of had no baseline for what's right and what's wrong. So I think, I mean, are you ever going to get an opportunity to see another movie like this? I think you have to watch it just based <laughs> on like the sheer novelty and absurdity of it. But, but even based on just like the log line alone, it's more watchable than you think it is. I know it doesn't yeah. sound, it sounds weird, but not necessarily watchable. Mm. It's a pretty watchable movie. I think Tony Curtis really helps make it digestible really and does. watchable. Yeah. Um, and it's expensive. It looks good. It doesn't look cheap at all. It doesn't feel like a B movie. It feels like a really expensive movie. Like it kind of feels like it's not as like like we talked about magic. That was like an Oscar worthy movie, right? Like yeah. this obviously is not on that level, but it's not far below that. I would say in like its quality and its production. Yeah. Um, and I, I you gotta watch it. Like I mean, <laughs> there's so many weird things that I'm sure it, it sounds like we're exaggerating them, but. I don't know if we're even doing them justice enough for how weird they are. It's you just got to see it. It's we can't do it justice. You have to see it. So yes, check out the Manitou definitely, Sean. Uh, I would agree. I don't think we have done this movie justice in describing it tonight. I feel like we came up short in 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 expressing what this movie is. Um, it's it's pretty fucking crazy. Like it's it's nuts. <laughs> that I mean, just again, think about what it is. A 400-year-old medicine man is being reborn out of the neck of Susan Strasberg. <laughs> it's nuts. And again, it is immensely watchable because in a movie where Tony Curtis, I don't know why he's in this movie. Right. But he is in this movie. Sure and I is. think that makes the moments where we don't have a Manitou, it makes them very watchable because he's a very good, he's a good actor. Yes. And I like watching him just like hang around and do shit and con old ladies and try and <laughs> figure out what the hell's going on. With the wizard cloak, too. Yeah. I forgot about that. That wizard wearing, cloak was awesome. He's wearing a wizard cloak and a fake mustache. Like, he makes oh. what would be the uh, maybe dull moments in other movies. He makes he makes them lively. And it's a character who I'm just like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, uh, I'm with mm -hmm. him going on this journey to figure out what the fuck's going on. That mm -hmm. and Burgess Meredith comes out of nowhere. Oh, beautifully, uh, too. In, in a beautiful scene. Beautifully. Which is uh, only adds to what's going yeah. on here. And then we get to an actual birth of a Manitou and all that. that that encompasses um wow uh I'm, i was surprised by this movie uh i really enjoyed it tonight it was fun uh i recommend the manitou uh <laughs> it's a good movie yeah i was very surprised um so yeah you should definitely watch this again it's kind of nuts so give it a watch because you won't see most things like this in your uh uh in things that you view so uh, mm -hmm. i definitely recommend mm -hmm. the manitou holly yeah um you know, Michaela was saying that there's there's some things wrong with this movie, but here's the thing. You have to get on board with this movie from the get-go. Just get on board and go with exactly where it's going, because you won't believe where the fuck it's going. It's insanity. You just have to get on get on for the ride and just go with it. It's bad shit crazy. And I totally agree. Tony Curtis just sells this movie. He's amazing. He can do no wrong, in my opinion. I love Tony Curtis. And Berg's Meredith is just fucking brilliant. I'm t I'm telling you, you are gonna believe that he is exactly who he's playing. It's wonderful. I I had so much fun with this movie. It does it does have a 70s pace, and it's gonna slow down a little bit in certain parts. But goddamn it, it's so 
absolutely bonkers that it it makes up for it. It doesn't even matter. It's it's insanity. I like we seriously we can't we can't do it justice. We can't properly describe how bananas it is, but it is bananas, and it's bananas that you should watch because you have to see it to believe it. It's so much fun. There's not a movie like this out there. There is nothing like the Manitou, so you have to watch it. You have to check it out, Colin. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> there's the reason I think you know, like you don't really come in contact the movies with with movies like this all that often is because. They're willing to go with a um, like a leap of imagination that movies today don't seem to have, and I'm not recommending that necessarily that we do. Right. Well, maybe I am because at least that would give us a you know there'd be different things going on out there. But this no is movie a- yeah. that we watch in theaters now is going to end up in space. No, because it's going to end up in the void of space. Well, I mean. With- are you, what do you, I'm, we've seen like, a lot of movies in space. Like, we, well, no, like, no, no, no. I mean, but end up I was in like a, literally like the last five Avenger movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Not a movie where, like, not, not not like Curse of La Llorona. Like Pet Cemetery was not going to end up in space. <laughs> right. La Llorona was not going to end up in space. Right. Yeah. Pet, Pet Cemetery might have been better. This is one of the, right, exactly. This is one of those movies <laughs> no, that goes true. with that where you're like, you're oh, like, we're in space what? now. Yeah. Have the balls to go to space. Those movies are not going to end up in space. But this is like a thing, maybe only novelists do this because I, heard a podcast where Stephen King was, uh, I can't remember if he was talking to Eli Roth or Mick Harris, but he was talking about like, you know, he had this idea for a book, maybe he's working on it right now, that he had a vision in his head of like a school um, like picking up and walking all over a town and like you know plowing down cars and doing this and I'm and sure I'm he like, did. And, but I mean, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like when you hear that you're like, that sounds like that sounds crazy. That sounds insane. And this is what novelists do. And that's why I'm saying this is coming from a novelist or, you know, they have this imagination for these concepts where you're like, listen, Graham, I don't know if anybody's <laughs> going to buy this. This woman has a 400 year old, you know, Native American medicine man growing on her neck. Like, that sounds crazy. Like, you know, it requires a little bit of buy-in. A lot, maybe. <laughs> a lot of right? bit. A yeah. lot of bit of buy-in. <laughs> and so then the writer is tasked with the trying to set up, like, you know, all of these, uh, to try and couch it in the real world so you can at least uh, you know, subscribe to it. But they're giving you, like, a flight of fancy, which I think is a bigger, broader kind of uh, imaginative canvas than a lot of movies that we see now. It's like that's kind yeah. of gone. You know, because you want to make it relatable and you want to make it mundane. And then, like, the supernatural comes in. These movies are like, no, no, we're going with the craziest fucking supernatural concept. And, like, what would that be like? Mm-hmm. And I think probably, you know, I mean, nobody knows of this fucking, I assume. Even though even everybody wrote in and has apparently read the book. Right, so, apparently. Uh, maybe it is a bigger deal than no. I thought. But I'm like. I mean, I've heard about it all my life, but I've never actually sat down to watch it until a couple weeks ago. And when I did, I was like, I am fucking bringing this movie to the freak show. Because every once in a while you find a movie like your, you know, yeah. Yeah, from the yeah. future, or Star Crash or something that you're like, I cannot believe what I'm watching. Like I was live tweeting, watching it, and there was a lot of exclamation. Like, can you believe that this is happening in this movie right now? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say that it's a it's good as a legit film holly was saying basically you gotta buy into this at the beginning yes. and that is a requirement i actually gave everybody here a little bit of that at the beginning i'm like okay well i don't know what we're gonna 
how your reaction is going to be because I was a little bit, you know, tipsy when I started this and either go with it or I think you could probably uh, hit the brakes pretty early and go like, no, mm. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I might make the argument for it just being a good movie. No. Oh, I think it's a good movie, um, but, well, but, yeah. but for, for our people specifically, yes. <laughs> yes. for people like us, uh, if you yeah. haven't seen the Manitou, you have to seek it out because this is, uh, I think like the, uh, the essence of like a freak show movie. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. but part of what I like about it, I think in, in some ways is, yeah, I like the San Francisco travelogue mm. and I like the <laughs> movement of it, you know, uh, instead of the whole movie taking place in a house. Yeah. You know, or two locations, like it gets out, gets around, and somehow that you know, where you know, it's going to be this kind of movie. It's a medical procedural. Then uh, there's a séance. Then we got to go talk to Burgess Meredith. Then we're going off to find the, uh, the which is its own genre of movie. Yeah, <laughs> going to talk to Burgess Meredith. It just kind of feels like, even though it's a kind of a, it has a languid pace, seventies pace. Sure, yes. it it still feels like it's moving right. and doing new things all the time until it's like. And then there's, you know, then he, there's frozen, there's a fucking little dude coming out of the back of a woman, you know, I mean, you just, and then we ended space. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you have to check this movie out. I mean, like uh, we've all been saying, basically, I think distilled is like, uh, this is its own genre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. yeah. The, uh, it's the greatest movie ever made about a 400 year old medicine man really is. Uh, being birthed. Uh, on a woman's neck. Really? Yeah. Uh, you've never absolutely. seen anything like it. And you probably never will again. The Manitou. Till they make the sequel. Revenge never have. Manitou. Never have. That's four for the Manitou. Yeah. That's a uh, freak show approved. Next mm -hmm. week, we're going to be watching a movie that's chosen by. Sean. What are we watching next week? Oh, I think I can fit in one more spring. Let's see, this, despite that you've declared it uh, it's uh, summer. summertime. I have. It yeah. is. Um, the box office has also yeah. declared it summer mm. as well. I'm, I'm going weather-wise. I think we can fit in one more spring of sequels All right. in this thing. All right. So next week we're going to watch Tremors 2. Uh, of course we are. Mm. All right. <laughs> oh, wow, rounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's excited yeah. for this one. We've done Tremors. And now we're going to see Tremors 2. Okay, fine. Okay. And that's <laughs> next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. We hope you're, you'll join us. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark. Go to pick Critters 3. Fuck all you.